Chronicles of the Awakened is an ongoing story-based podcast and is a work of fiction. It is created and narrated by J.A. Larocque. You can find our podcast on Himalaya, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and anywhere where podcasts are found. Previously on Chronicles of the Awakened, miraculously, after being struck by Lucia's blast, Vincent recovers, but struggles to deal with what has happened to him. A reaper appears, and Chase instructs the reaper that Vincent will travel with her to the campus to decide if he will become an angelic. And now, chapter 31, The Life Stream. Acknowledged, Jonathan responds, opening a portal now. A second portal opens up just before Chase. Inside, a small pathway leads to a blinding light at the far end. Vincent stares inside at the streams of multicolored light that makes up the space inside the portal, mesmerized as the energy swirls and dances as if it were alive. Chase kneels down and runs her fingers through some of the blue, blood-like substance left behind by Lucia. Images of Lucia lunging towards her flashes in Chase's mind. Chase balls her hands into a fist as if crushing Lucia's blood from existence. Let's go, Chase says. There's nothing else for us here. Chase stands and walks towards the portal when Vincent grabs her hand. Chase turns around and can see the fear has returned to Vincent's face, but also a sadness that comes with a question. When she dies, Vincent asks, will I, will I ever see my mother again? Chase stares at Vincent for a moment, then turns back towards the portal entrance. Yes. Chase says. One day, we will all see our mothers again. Chase and Vincent enter the portal and begin walking through the life stream. Vincent looks down at his feet, realizing that he is standing on a beam of energy. The energy has a golden tint, but he can see through it down to the kaleidoscope ocean of color swirling around him. Chase stops halfway down the path and looks back at Vincent. She sees the wonders of a child in his eyes and how it has taken away his fears and his sadness. Listen, Chase starts. This isn't my thing, explaining this stuff. Honestly, I don't understand much of it myself. Maybe I shouldn't be telling you this, but... My reasons for becoming an angelic was to fight. I promised myself I would become strong. Strong enough so nobody would ever be harmed by bad people ever again. Lucia would have done terrible things to you. She has done terrible, horrible things to so many. As of all demonics. Gabriel would say our goal is to protect human souls. And he's right in a sense. But to do that, you have to also be strong. 
and fight to do that protecting. <sighs> Am I making any sense? Vincent stares ahead at Chase and nods his head. I feel like I know what she has done, Vincent begins. I can feel the pain she has caused others, like me, and the way she looked at me. <laughs> you were so cool. You weren't scared. You took out those bad guys like they were nothing. Chase turns around for a moment, rethinking about her mistake. But they were something, Vincent, Chase says. They were more than something. In battle, I sometimes forget that. But you shouldn't. There is no such thing as a bad demonic shell. Those hooded figures that you saw? I understand they were scary. I could understand you feeling fear, even hatred, for them. But you need to remember. They were human souls once. Just like you. But they were twisted and reformed to serve Lucia and the other demonics. And... Because of my mistake, you could have become one of them, or... Deep inside, Chase knows Vincent should have been killed by Lucia's blast. She wants to believe whatever makes him special also protected him, but she cannot be certain of that. What she is certain of is her failure and the ease of which Lucia was able to manipulate her. I was stupid. Chase says, turning back towards Vincent. An angelic cannot hesitate when finding a demonic. I should have killed her right away, but I didn't because... You suffered because of my mistake. And I want you to know, I'm deeply sorry for that. You saved me, Vincent responds. I'll never forget that. Friends? Vincent reaches out his hand to Chase. Shaking Vincent's hand, Chase smiles, having never encountered a person like Vincent before. His willingness to forgive her so easily humbles Chase. Forever, Chase replies. Chase turns back towards the bright light ahead of her and slowly begins walking forward. This is called the life stream, Chase begins. From what I've been told, this is what the universe is made from. Naveen, who you'll meet, told me once that the life stream is like space and the various dimensions are like planets. Look, this isn't my thing, but what you need to know is that everything that there is is made from life energy, and in here, life energy is infinite. When we were alive, we lived in our own dimension. We call it the dimension of the living. To cross over to the negative mirror, you pass through the life stream, but it's almost instantaneous. It is the same when going to where we live, a place we call the campus. Vincent walks to the edge of the barrier and places his hand against it. An aura of light and gold light shines around his hands as they make contact with the barrier. Chase stares at Vincent as he smiles, looking at the streams of life energy. There are people out there, Vincent says. 
What do you mean? Chase asks. I feel like there are people out there. Like they want to find us. I used to feel like that back home. I used to draw them, but my mom didn't like that. Chase thinks back on her training with Jonathan and Lola. She remembers being taught that the live stream is pure energy, but without any consciousness. Chase wonders if Vince can sense something no one else can, or was his soul more damaged than even she realized. Vincent, do you know people are out there? Or do you just hope they are? Vincent's smile fades. He turns away from the barrier, turning his back to Chase. Vincent sits on his hands and knees and begins rocking back and forth. I could feel the people outside, even when I couldn't see them. It scared her, my mom. She told me I couldn't go outside. I couldn't even let anyone see me or they would come and get me. Who? Chase asks. Who would come and get you? Vincent stops rocking and slowly turns himself around and looks up at Chase. The shadow people. Chase thinks back to the home where Vincent lived in the boarded windows, the locks on the metal door. Vincent's mother feared the outside, more for her son than herself. Chase wanted to label Vincent's mother as deranged, as only such a mind could do something so horrible to their own child. But deep inside, she feared that it might not be that simple. Who are these shadow people? Chase asks. My mom told me they look just like we do, but they aren't us. They're evil copies. Copies? Chase asks. Chase has seen many things since becoming angelic. While there is still much she does not understand about the life stream, as well as the negative mirror, the only copies Chase has ever seen are energy clones living constructs made of life energy only the most powerful angelics and demonics can create. Chase pondered for a moment if it was possible a demonic had found a way to cross over into the living world. Mom said there are evil versions of us who try to find us and take our light. She said they leave a mark on you so they can find you later. That must be why why what? Chase asks. Why my mom hurt me? Chase storms over to Vincent and cups her hands around Vincent's chin and stares into his eyes. No, Vincent. This isn't your fault. Your mother... Your mother was very sick. What she did... What she did was wrong. No mother should ever harm their child. Ever. Vincent reaches up and wipes a tear from Chase's face. You... You were hurt too? I'm sorry. Chase spins away from Vincent and walks ahead several steps before stopping. 
Chase reaches up to her face and wipes away a tear. Chase stares at the teardrop on the tip of her finger. It shimmers like a soapy bubble, then disappears. We don't cry, Chase says to no one. Vincent can see as well as sense the sadness within Chase. Though still trying to understand his new powers, he can feel a pain within Chase, one that mirrors his own. Vincent walks up to Chase and takes her hand. I don't want to be sad anymore, Vincent says. I don't want anyone to be sad anymore. Chase looks at Vincent and smiles. Then that'll be our goal, Chase says. No more sadness. No more tears. Vincent nods. Chase and Vincent walk forward towards the bright light. Vincent squints his eyes for only a moment when the light changes. He can feel the warmth of the sunlight upon his face as he opens his eyes. Before Vincent is a massive valley covered in bright green grass and rolling hills. Vincent looks up to the ocean blue sky covered in marshmallow white clouds and a golden yellow sun shining down upon him. This is like the park, Vincent says, smiling. Even though I wasn't supposed to, I used to sneak out on the fire escape, and I could see the park from my house. I always wanted to go, but Mom wouldn't let me. Are, are we back home? Is this my park? No, not quite, Chase replies. This is the home of the Angelics, the campus. Chase points ahead to a large crystal-like tower in the far distance. The thin, tall building rises up high into the sky, above the clouds. It sits atop a lone cliff, just beyond it, a massive ocean that stretches out for as far as Vincent can see. When you meet Gabriel, he will explain more about the campus. But all you need to know for now is that you're safe here. We call this our haven. It's a place where we can rest and be at peace. Also, Chase cuts herself off as she sees a young woman approaching. Angelica smiles deviously at Chase, her silver and pink sword hilt dangling from her pale thin wrist. Angelica stops just in front of Chase and Vincent. Her eyes scan over them both. You took much longer than I thought you would, Angelica says, her voice young but forceful. I figured you'd come here. This way you could see everything. Show it off to this one. Did you really think I would let you come back here after what you've done? Vincent's fear returns as Angelica grabs her sword hilt and creates a rapier-style blade and points it at Chase. Unlike Lucia, Angelica's face is bright her chubby face and sparkling eyes look more like one of a teenager than a killer. Her short, bleach-blonde, spiky hair blows softly as a wind cuts across the valley. <sighs> we don't have time for this, Chase says, waving Angelica off. You best make time, Angelica responds, pointing at Chase. You won't walk away from me this time. Angelica stands ready to attack. Vincent steps backwards, hiding behind Chase. Angelica smiles as she swings her sword into the air. Chase remains still, 
only looking at Angelica, but not making a move. Create your sword, Chase, Angelica demands, and try not to die too quickly. Next week, Chapter 32.